I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. On this episode of the Productivity of Podcast, I had the chance to chat with Stacey Tushel. She started her first business in her parents' backyard at the age of 18. I wasn't doing that when I was 18, that's for sure. She turned that company into a seven-figure business. She's the uh, author of the uh, book, Is Your Business Worth Saving? It's a number one international bestseller. And in her book, she reveals proven strategies for pulling entrepreneurs out of a rut and launching them towards success. She's also the host of the top-rated podcast. She's building her empire. It's formerly called the Business Rescue Roadmap, which we talk about in this episode. And there's listeners in over 49 countries to her episode. She is on a mission to help other women entrepreneurs build a business that creates an income and an impact without sacrificing time away from their families. And that's something I can get behind. That's that's truly being personally productive. So let's dive into my conversation with Stacey Toshel here on the Productivityist Podcast. All right, so we're going to dive into some stuff today with regarding to rescuing your business and building an empire and so many other things. And Stacey, you're going to help me. Stacey, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. I'm really excited to be here. So for my audience members who don't know much about you, um, why don't you kind of dive in and give us a a bit of a Notes version? Other than the fact that I I just found out you're from Milwaukee. So, I mean, we could could talk about our favorite Laverne and Shirley episodes. (laughs) If you want, um, I didn't like when they moved to California. It kind of threw the whole thing <laughs> off. Uh, but let's dive into what what uh, a little bit about yourself and uh, where you where you focus your energy and your time because that's a lot of what my audience loves to hear is you know where do where do their where do people that that I talk to where does their time and energy go? Yeah, great question. So for me, my journey started at the age of eighteen. I started teaching dance classes in my parents' backyard and have since turned that company into a seven-figure business. So now we own two performing arts academies in the Milwaukee area, um, grossing over a million dollars a year. We own both the real estate properties that they're housed in. Um, And what's crazy about it is I have been, you know, being coached and mentored since the age of 21. So I've really kind of dove headfirst into professional development. And one of the things that, you know, I've heard from so many mentors is you need to learn to delegate. So I've built up this team of about 40 people that really are running my businesses. And it's great, but at the same time, it kind of leaves me with not much to do. Mm. So I had to decide, you know, where is my best place? You know, what do I love doing and what do I love focusing on? Um, And so with that, I have come into the space online, started teaching other female entrepreneurs how to do what I just did, because I think a lot of people are so shocked that I have a brick and mortar location but I'm never actually in the brick and mortar. I work exclusively from home. Wow. Wow. So, so let's talk about um, businesses and, and you, so you start your business and that, that's great. That, that is performing arts. I've got, got a special uh, spot in my heart for, I was a comedian, uh, oh, okay. a failed comedian. No, not, <laughs> I, I would say a, a converted comedian because, okay. uh, and I was talking to, um, I have Kelsey Humphreys the other day and we were talking about, she was a performer and how you can't bury that thing. Once it, once mm-hmm. it's, if it's in your blood, it's, it's there. Like you can't. Um, business is in your blood, right? And and one of the things that you talk about is is uh, and you've got a book, you know the yep. the idea of is your business worth saving? And I find that fascinating because so many people are are that question doesn't get asked. It's like I, I've got to fix this, I got to do this, so it, it's not about maybe I should just let it go. Can you dive into that a little bit? Because a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to figure out 
how to fix something that maybe isn't worth fixing at all. Yeah. And that's a really great point. So for me, the book kind of came about because I go to live events all of the time. I've started making really, really close friends with people at live events. And what's funny is we were learning the same thing. We have the same mentors, yet our businesses look very, very different. And sometimes you have to kind of step back and say, what am I doing here? Is this really worth it? So that's kind of where the title came about. But in the book itself, I am talking to the person that answers that question with a yes. And they go, what do I do next? How do I, you know, where do I go from here? And that's why how she's building her empire came about because my favorite people to work with are the ones that know that answer is yes. They just need to know what to do in what order, what to stop doing. And that was a really great way for me to kind of come out in the space with that book specifically. Now let's talk about the podcast. Let's talk about she's building her empire. Um, the term empire, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's got a lot of power behind it. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of uh, legacy behind yes, it. In a that lot was of the ways. word I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, why, why the focus on that? And then again, more particularly, um, why the focus on her empire versus Great. versus just your building an empire or or why 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 are you going in that particular direction? Great question. So with that, my my podcast was originally Business Rescue Roadmap, and yes, I, I wrote the book Is Your Business Worth Saving? Business Rescue Roadmap. But unfortunately, I realized, you know, being in this, pro- being in the online course for probably, or the online space for about a year, I realized the people that were coming to me were people asking that question, and sometimes the answer was no. And that wasn't my like zone of genius, my area that I wanted to focus on, the people that I wanted to focus on. So I had to really decide to niche down even more this year. And I was so afraid to exclude men and have it be she and her. But at the same time, I was already serving all women. You know, there were a few men that were following me, but it was like 99% women. So I had to just kind of throw that fear out the window and understand that niching down was going to really truly allow me to go deeper with my audience and they were able to connect on a deeper level as well. So that's kind of how I started to go. I need to figure something out. And the rebrand took about say three, four months of me just thinking, what should I call it? What should I say? And it's funny that you bring up the word empire because I was really struggling. I almost called it something with the word high performing in it. And I wasn't sure like which direction to go. And somebody said to me, what you're describing here and explaining the word empire keeps popping up in my head because that would talk to somebody who is a very high performer. So that is actually the path that I got on was the word empire. And then I thought about I really wanted to have the word mom or female or something in there. And that's when I decided to call it building her empire, which unfortunately was taken the domain. So I went, all right, back to the drawing board. And then I was able to find she's building her empire. And as soon as I found it, it just felt so right. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. 
It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productiveconvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. You know, I, I love it when people are, I mean, it's funny. You're talking about like, is your, you know, your book or, you know, is your business fit worth saving? You know, the, the fact yep. that there's some positivity behind that. And then you went out and said, okay, I need to reinvigorate things. I need to mix things up. I need to rebrand. I need to, to shift focus or, or dig deeper, which is, is still a, a shifting of focus. Right. Um, what, what have you found since making that shift? What have you found since doing that? That's, that's, you know, been, been positive and maybe even a little bit like, you know, disheartening. Cause sometimes when yeah. you do that, things, things don't go exactly as planned. What, what are some of the lessons that you've learned the positive and, and, and maybe challenging experiences you've come across since yeah, you've made that definitely. change? Cause there's, there's definitely both included. So the positive is it's just gotten easier. It's easier to come up with topics. It's easier for me to go, 
okay, well, should I talk about something that relates to me as a woman or do I leave that out because some men might be watching or vice versa? So for me, it was just, it came very natural. Now I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about because my people listening are in the exact same position I'm in. So that was really just something for me that feels, it felt more right. And then a couple of the challenging things for me, or actually for anybody, a rebrand, there's a lot of work involved, especially when you're talking, there's a podcast, we have a Facebook group, the website, we were redoing logos. I mean, you, you name it, it's everywhere. And I had this idea of coming out January 1st with just this brand new look and it would be everywhere. And that just didn't work out because it was basically having to hold up everything else until the last piece was finally there. So we've kind of unveiled the rebrand um, a little bit here, a little bit there. Things have started slowly taking over, but I'm glad I did it that way because I didn't want to wait to really share that. So the podcast was first. That did happen in January. Facebook group actually happened a little bit before then because we were warming them up to the idea of what's to come and what's going to be happening. The website will be here still, um, or I should say the website probably mid-January is when that happened. And then everything else just slowly. I mean, you're talking social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, you name it. That's a lot of work to rebrand. And so when you're, when you're mapping that out, obviously you had initially a plan to say, let's just do this in one grand gesture. And, and that, and I've seen people do that before and it helps when you have a massive team to do that. Like Michael, Michael, Michael Hyatt did it. And it was, and it was one of those things where it happened and, and the, and, I imagine, and the cool thing about when Michael Hyatt did it was he actually had the behind the scenes thing going. So he actually said, here's how I did it. And I was mm-hmm. fascinated by that because it's like, oh, so here's how, because you want to model things if you can, right? right. Like why reinvent yeah. the wheel? But when you were going through this process, like how did delegating and how did your team fit into the, into the mix? Because this is not something, again, especially when you're building an empire that you can do right. alone. That you can do right. alone. So the team part, and when I say team, I should, I really talk about people that exclusively work for me. Mm -hmm. That was the easy part because it was just like, Hey, everybody, this is what you should be using. Don't use any of this other stuff again. Like this is the new stuff. However, we outsource to a lot of people. So you have to make sure that you're working with, with really their companies, right? They're their own boss. So you've got to fit in their schedule and make it work on their calendar. And that's where it gets a little bit trickier. So we outsource our podcast. We outsource the website. And those were two of the things that slowed us down a little bit. But everything else that we do in-house, it was, uh, it was so much easier in-house than it is outsourcing. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the vision, the mission, it's all Correct. the same, right? Yep. Let's talk about the podcast. I want to talk about like, you know, when you go through the motions of, of, of putting a podcast together, everyone's listening to one right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you talk to different people, like who is who are the, the, the guests that you've had that have kind of said that you've been surprised about where they are versus where they started? Uh, you know, when they're ta- when they're talking about empire building or that you're like, I can't wait to see what what is next? Like, you know, yeah. the anticipation. Oh, yeah. So can you give me both sides of that coin? Definitely. And it's so funny because there is no two stories that are alike. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get people who are like, oh, I've been doing this forever. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. I started my first business when I was in high school, you know? And then you get somebody who's like, I've been in a nine to five my entire life and I just decided no more and I'm going to do this on my own. And they just start a business and it skyrockets. So there really is so many different types of stories, but 
What I did was when I rebranded She's Building Her Empire, I decided that I wanted to interview guests that were six and seven figure business owners because they're really building something. They have this big vision. They know where they're going. And I wanted to kind of pick their brains a little bit. Now, I did go back and forth with, can I, should I have men on my show, right? Because I'm talking to the female. And I did decide that I wanted men on for me to interview them. And the reason behind that was, I've actually had more male coaches than I have had female coaches. Right. So I thought, you know, it's not like a man can't teach me how to build my empire when they've really been doing it the last over a decade. I've had male coaches. So I really didn't want to turn somebody away, especially if I had a really big name come to me, that would have been an amazing opportunity. And for me to say, no, I just interview women, right? I was kind of having that fear of, I've got some amazing connections and I want to use those connections and bring them to my audience. So that was something I kind of went back and forth with. And I I already shared that with my women uh, on my first like rebranded episode saying what to expect and Yes, you will be hearing from men because they really have something to offer us with a specific set of expertise or, you know, and let's talk about this too. If there is like the number one Facebook ad strategist and it's a male, why would I want the number two person? Because she's a woman, right? Right. That, That has nothing to do with it. So an expert is an expert and I didn't want to kind of take away from that. Excellent. Excellent. Let's talk about, I want to talk about the mom aspect of things as we, cause yeah. I mean, I'm a stay at home dad, uh, uh, who has basically now that the kids are both in school how, and your kids are how old? Uh, my littlest is 16 months and my oldest is going to be turning four soon. So none of them are in school yet. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like preschool, half mornings. I mean, if anything, it's more inconvenient because you're driving twice, you know, picking them up, yeah. coming home, et cetera. Yeah. And you're going to have that split like I have, yes. which is which is my daughter's in middle school and my son is in elementary school. So there's two different places, two concerts that you have to pick right? between going to sometimes depending on when they're scheduled. Um, but uh, when I was starting out, it was it was a it was challenging because you had to balance your work time with your family time. And there, and when you work from home, there's got to be a level of harmony that takes place because you got to know when the workday ends and when it begins, and so on and so forth. How how have you made that work for you? Especially since every it's still. I mean, you've you've got the 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 newest the newest child. Um, yeah. Once you add a second one to the mix, it changes oh, things as goodness. well. It is, it's unbelievable when you add number two and the year I added number two, I got a little crazy and I wrote a book and I built a custom home and I also built a commercial building that we did this crazy like million dollar renovation to. So that all happened in the same year. That's called nesting, isn't it? it (laughs) (laughs) It, It's crazy. I mean, it really is, but um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on and a lot of things to manage. But for me, I'm very, very structured. My calendar is my everything. I mean, if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to get done. But even with that, I do this thing that I think I learned from Tony Robbins called chunking, mm-hmm. where, you know, so I have a certain time frame saved in my calendar for appointments. So that might be podcast interviews. It might be coaching clients, maybe meeting with a potential person to outsource to, et cetera. That is a specific time frame on my calendar. And I only stick those events in that time frame, right? So yep. if I want to make sure from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., I'm working just on my top priorities, and that's me turning everything off and just focusing on what I need to do. Then I can jump in in the afternoons with the interviews and all of that stuff and not feel like 
I've gotten nothing done throughout my day. Yeah, it's you know, it's a process I call time theming, where basically now I theme mm-hmm. my days. And actually, it's funny we're recording this on a Wednesday, and that's when I do my podcast stuff only on <laughs> only on Wednesday. So there's no yeah. you know, and when I'm done doing the interviews with, with today, and I have I actually only have one today because I'm 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 miles ahead when and. Okay. and and so what happens is, is I know when I'm done recording with you today, I know that my process now is what other things am I going to do related to the podcast? So it gives your brain that break that it needs. And then you can look at the detail. So my calendar kind of acts as a guide and anyone who's right. listened to me for a while, but the to-do list is where the details are. So the calendar points me to the to-do list that offers the explicit details. But I know, again, when I wake up on a Wednesday morning, it's not like, what am I going to do today? It's it's Wednesday, Wednesday's podcast day. What podcast things am I going to do today? Or audio video right. is what I call it. So it's a really, it, you need to have those. I think it's important that you have those simple strategies in play, especially when the dynamic of small children come into the mix, because yes. they're going to pull you away. And rightfully so. They're, they're, uh, they're the part of your legacy that, you know, um, that a lot of people don't really, I mean, I don't say they don't think about it, but it's, 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 it's an aspect that, that, you know, you need to make sure that you you nurture. And when when I uh, and, and I imagine you're the same way when when you end up, you know, spending time with them and, and stuff, uh, you want to be able to be fully committed and to not have to think about little tiny details versus the bigger picture that allows you to do that in a lot of ways. Yeah, 100%. And it's so funny that you say Wednesday's your day. So Wednesday's my day too. And it's the day that the kids go to daycare because yeah. I, I can't interview and have the kids running around. You hear them. Yep. So it's a daycare day and I am so productive on Wednesdays because I just jam pack it in from 9am until 4.30ish and then I go pick them up. But it's great because I will wrap up my day and make sure there's nothing left to do. So when I pick them up, I get to be completely turned off of work and I'm just with the kids and being present with them until they go to sleep. Yeah. And, and uh, same thing, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, my kids get out of school. My wife is not home those days. So mm-hmm. by, by 2.30, my day wraps up. And then right. now the kicker is, is when you're building a business or, and even when you're maintaining the business in terms of, uh, you know, maintaining your empire, let's use that term. Right. Um, I, I'm a night owl. I'm a, I'm a guy who will stay up late. So what happens is, is when the kids go to bed and after my wife goes to bed uh, from 10 to midnight, I'm back, I'm back on the grind for a little bit because, you know, and, and what I do with that is I have what I call horizontal theming, which is from Monday to Friday, actually Sunday to Friday from 10 PM to midnight is my core writing time. That's when I will spend explicitly writing, even though I have a writing day, which is Tuesday, I want to have that, that consistent block from 10 to midnight so that way i can you know stay ahead of the game and whatever core writing that might be it could be for a course it could be for a book it could be for blogs it could be for newsletters it just i can go and other other people will do this in the morning you might be a morning person but Mm -hmm. the bottom line is is that it doesn't interfere with what's going on in the home in any way shape or form because the kids are in bed my wife's in bed so you have to you have to personalize the process and i think that as you build an empire, um, man or man or woman, you need to make sure that you you own it from pillar to post. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think everybody's going to have a right fit. Like I always get nervous mm-hmm. when I talk about my specific schedule because I don't want anybody to try to copy it, thinking, well, that's what she does, so that's what I need to do. Because it really has to fit for you and your family and your schedule and your lifestyle. 
So, okay, so then let's let's go with this because a lot of people do like to model. I mean, we talked yes. about, I mean, you mentioned Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people love to model what he does, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but and a lot of people love the idea of ruling their entire day by their calendar, but, um, and they'll model after, you know, like the Richard Bransons who actually right. has stated that he uses his calendar, but he certainly has a to-do list, um, <laughs> you know, so... People will model uh, model you. They will. Um, yeah. Where where do they start if they're going to do that? Because you don't want them to go in full press. Because like you right. said, they're going to find, oh, well, this doesn't work for me. She's crazy. There's no way I can do this. And then they yeah. just don't do any of it. So where would you suggest they start? My favorite thing that I like to teach is proactive work in the morning and reactive work in the afternoons. Meaning... You are going to do what you need to do in the morning. Get that done. So for me, I have three things on my to-do list that just like the three big, big things that need to get done today. They need to happen before that reactive work happens. So that to me, every day I have Monday through Friday, there is proactive work happening in the morning to get those three things knocked off. And then that's when I can open up my schedule for coaching calls and clients and interviews, et cetera. That's a great, that's a great uh, strategy. We're going to dive into that a little bit deeper in the bonus episode uh, for our Patreon supporters. So they've either already heard it or they're going to hear it, but we're going to dive deeper into that. So anyone who wants to be a supporter of the podcast, I'll I'll show you how to do that at the end of the show. I want to talk, let's talk about the money map. You know, you've still got the, the mompreneurs money map. What is that and how does that work? And can it work for dadpreneurs too? Yeah. Okay, great. I'm so glad you brought this up. So With the money map, it's really just kind of breaking down things and and simplifying it. Sometimes we overanalyze everything, we overthink everything, and we we assume that building this business is just going to be, you know, buying this course and buying that and studying with this person and listening to all these podcasts and, you know, cramming in all of this learning. But it's really about implementing, you know, taking that knowledge, taking this podcast, taking something away from it and putting it into play so that you're actually using the information that you keep, you know, indulging in every single day. Um, but with, with the money map, it's, it's going through different stages and working through specifics like, you know, how are you selling to your people? Who are you selling to? Um, in what form, you know, are you selling to them one-to-one, one-to-many, zero-to-many? You know, there's so many different levels of that. Um, so it just, it, it basically walks them through step-by-step each stage and it asks them questions. You know, are you doing, are you serving these people? Do you want to niche down further? Are you need to make it a little bit more broad? Just things like that. So it's a really good tool if you are, you already have a business, but you want to kind of reevaluate it, right? If it's if it's somebody brand new to business, you're going to go in with so many ideas because you're starting from scratch here. So we're going to show you how you can do it. But I love it for people who are taking what they already have and building on it even more. Excellent, excellent. And so where and people can get that where can they get that? Yeah. Over? So it's great question. Mompreneursmoneymap.com. Awesome, awesome. And and they work with you and everything on that too, right? Yeah. So with this specific one, this is a free download. It's going to have the money map for you to work through it. And then there's a video series that goes along with it completely for free. 
Awesome. Awesome. And and people can work with you too, though, still, can't oh, they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. So um, I have a group programs that I do. I have mastermind programs and then private coaching as well. So yeah, we use that as the, the map to really work through all of that in your business. It, and like I said, it, it's great for somebody new starting out, but it's also great for somebody who's already doing it because we just need to tighten those processes up. So it's a really great tool for me to work with my clients and kind of have this roadmap of what's to come. Last question before we wrap up. What about the person who knows that they've got something that they can build? They know they've got that empire out there and, and, and they see it. They can envision it. They've got, and they've even maybe even got the processes started out, but they're just afraid because, uh, you know, the higher you climb, the further you have to fall. You know, the further right. you see, the more there is that can distract you. What do you say to that person? What do you say to that, that woman that is going through that uh, so that they can, you know, really live up to that potential? I would say that the risk, as scary as it might be sometimes, the reward is so worth it. And it's it's one of those, if you've I've ever seen the video on YouTube where the kids can get their marshmallow right away or they can wait 15 minutes and get two, mm-hmm. it's like that mentality of, you know, waiting and doing the work and, and like I said, implementing while you're learning, knowing that there's two marshmallows coming very, very soon. So I would say... You know, um, no risk, um, no reward. And you really want what you're going after. So make it worth it. Get out of your comfort zone and be around people that are stretching you and pushing you. Because when they're encouraging you, that encouragement and support is going to make you go, oh, I can do this. But if you're around people that don't do this type of stuff, they're going to tell you, you know, this is going to be too hard or don't do it. You know, take the safe route and do your nine to five. So get around the right people and never, ever be the smartest person in the room. Stacey, this has been an awesome conversation today. And uh, for those that are wanting to hear more, of course, if you're a Patreon supporter, you're going to hear us chat a bit more. But Stacey, where can people find you online and learn more about how they can go about building their empire? Yeah, definitely. So I would say the two best places to check out, I have a free Facebook group. There's over 900 female entrepreneurs in there right now. I think we're actually almost close to a thousand. It's she's building her empire.club. That'll take you right there. No opt-in or anything. And then I have my live event coming up at the end of the month and you can check it out at she's building her empire live.com. All of the details are there, but it's two days, a lot of different experts coming in and just really working on, and like an actual workshop, building your empire in those two days while we're there. That's awesome. And, and there's nothing quite like being in a live experience to do that kind oh, of thing. Oh, not at all. Yeah, right. absolutely. I love online courses and everything online, but being live, it's just a different experience. Awesome. Awesome. Stacy. thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for much, so much for having me here, Mike. And that's it for this week's episode. Big thanks to Stacy for joining me on the show this week. Of course, you can find out all the stuff we talked about, all the pertinent links and everything in the show notes. And if you want to hear more from Stacy as well as a bunch of other bonus material, you can become a supporter of the podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash productivityist. There's tons of perks and offers in there. There's two bonus episodes per week that every single patron gets, as well as becoming a member of the exclusive Slack community where lots of conversation goes on within the podcast community that I've built. And there's been 140 episodes. I've had, I couldn't believe it, but the last time I checked, 1.4 million uh, downloads of the Productivity's podcast. So I'm humbled by that. Thanks to all of those who've been listening for an extended period of time. And thanks to all of you who are listening for the first time today. Thanks to John Polster for producing the show. He's produced almost every single one of these 140 episodes. So that's that's another testament to how... Uh, how long this podcast was lasting and how dedicated people are to helping me make this show better and better. If you like the show 
and you, or you didn't, you want to get some feedback either way, head over to your podcast listening apparatus of choice, iTunes, wherever you're listening to the podcast and leave a rating or review. It's going to help us make the show better. That's it for this week. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast and the founder of Productivityist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.